it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast, the French Grand Prix Quali Reaction episode or show, whatever you want to call it. Um, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the qualifying result, we're going to be talking about it. So pause this now and catch up. But for those of you that have watched it, Let's dive into it. And much to Tommy's disappointment, which is uh, who is joining me on the podcast today, it was a Charles Leclerc poll once again by quite a big margin to Max Verstappen. Tommy, talk to me. How are you feeling? Well, I saw Matt actually on Twitter. Uh, he's he's out um, with his girlfriend celebrating her birthday. And I think he was trying to avoid spoilers, but <laughs> Sophie told him the result and he was there putting like, woo, Charlotte Claire poll. I'm just going to say we've had a lot of Charlotte Claire polls this year. They don't always mean that he's going to win. And to be fair, I'm, I'm happy that uh, it's a close fight up at the front. Um, although to be fair, quite a big margin, uh, but it is qualifying and Ferrari have looked very good in qualifying, especially at the hands of Charlotte Claire this year. So yeah, three tenths, big, big old gap. This is true. Yeah, three tenths is a big gap, especially in Formula One terms. And as you kind of alluded to there, you know, love Charlotte Leclerc, but he has got a bit of a record for himself for getting these sensational pole positions. And then it's sort of falling apart on the Sunday, which obviously is the day that you kind of want it to. That's where the points are, you know? Yeah. Obviously, not some of it, fault. not his fault. Yeah. yeah. Before I get attacked in the comments, <laughs> um, a lot of it, you know, power unit related or just poor strategy calls from Ferrari. But yeah, nice to see Leclerc on pole. Obviously, somewhat of a local boy here in France. I know he's monogasque before I get once again all the horrible comments, but um, lives very close to this Paul Ricard circuit. So I'm sure he's happy about that. Um, let's actually talk about local stars here because i'm completely going off of the schedule on the podcast sheet but let's talk about gazi and ocon because they are the home heroes here they are officially the french drivers on the grid and oh my goodness what a day esteban ocon finishing in 12th and pierre gasly in p16 guy couldn't even get out of q1 just oh what a poor poor season pierre gasly is having yeah and gasly it looked like Alpha Tauri. Well, they did. Like Yuki's up there in P8. Um, I need to completely dissect what happens, but from what I can see, it looks like Gazi was not running towards the end of the session, uh, which is when everyone was improving their times and just got got caught out. And Alpha Tauri were looking a lot stronger, particularly in the hands of Gasly. It looked like he could be up there in sort of P6, P7 which is kind of the where we kind of saw him a lot last year. Uh, not really seen him much there this year. And, yeah, to get knocked out in Q1 is absolutely, yeah, ridiculous, really, from AlphaTauri. I'm sure Gasly is fuming at them. He's not he's not a driver to um, hide his emotions sometimes about his team. And then Ocon, uh, just not not on Alonso's level, really, this, this weekend. And it... it 
seems to have happened a fair few times in qualifying um, this season. Uh, but I very much expect Ocon to somehow be ahead of Alonso at the end of the race because it does tend to happen, <laughs> doesn't it? And Alonso picks up silly penalties or, or something or has an engine failure or his side pod falls off or they leave the tire warmers on on the grid, something like that. Or a sandwich bag that happened last year, went into the car and he had to retire because of that. I mean, Alonso has this year and uh, last year lost so many points, some through maybe some silly Alonso uh, shithousery. Can I say that? We're saying it, it's yeah, fine. Why not? Um, but also um, through some pretty unfortunate, maybe Alpine decisions or the car just disintegrating because, you know, why not? But talking to Gasly, I mean, we record this podcast almost immediately after qualifying. So forgive us if things have come out in the hours after qualifying, but this is literally like Everyone a live reaction. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) imagine the scenes. Um, But I have seen some things that have been fed through from the media pen. Apparently, Gasly said that he had such little grip that he actually thought he had a puncher, which is insane. So not great from Alpha Tauri and just a shock, really, because last year we were seeing Pierre Gasly kind of just almost like a guaranteed top five finisher in qualifying. And now he seems to be out in Q1 every other weekend. I mean, Monaco comes to mind and I'm sure there's a scattering of other Q1, like, um, well, they called like not appearances, but like being knocked out in Q1 for him. So pretty shocking, especially, as you say, Yuki Tsunoda getting through to, to Q3, which is good for him. Yeah, showing the pace that Alpha Tauri have improved. It was clearly just a a mistake from uh, from either Alpha Tauri or or Gasly himself. But I think yeah, probably Gasly. Yeah, not good. Be having to listen to some angry Frenchmen on the uh, uh, interviews afterwards. But um, let's talk about Max Verstappen because, as you say, he starts P two tomorrow, so front row of the grid again, three tenths back from Leclerc, um, but also alongside Verstappen in P3 was Sergio Perez. Um, I suppose it's a difficult one to kind of place Sergio here because he hasn't looked too comfortable with the car. Obviously, there seems to be a lot of issues with the car during Friday's practice sessions, so maybe he hasn't got as much time behind the wheel as he wanted to. Um, but I think he'll be happy with a P3 result, but Reality is maybe we would have seen Carlos Sainz there, but Carlos will be starting from the back of the grid tomorrow. So, Or even Sainz in P2, the way he was going. I think he was probably would have got a P2. speedy boy. <laughs> yeah, Q2, he was very quick. Uh, Ferrari, I think, have just looked quick. I mean, we have not really mentioned it, but Sainz towing Leclerc. Yeah. Great. Uh, <laughs> Rare to say, but great strategy from Ferrari to... Rare W. Uh, yeah, rare dub from uh, from Ferrari to essentially get science through the session. A lot of people thought he might just not run at all, but instead gets through into Q3 and then can just tow Leclerc uh, for the session. It gave him a huge advantage, probably, dare I say, didn't even need it in the end because such was his advantage. Um, but... Yeah, Verstappen looks quicker than Sergio. Sergio's not really looked on it this weekend. Uh, the car's getting away from him, like we said yesterday in the practice podcast. But it's going to be PPP. Um, but yeah, Verstappen, it's going to be interesting because I don't think it's going to be three tenths in the race, no. uh, a lap in the race. And Verstappen has had a bit more straight line speed, perhaps. Uh, so he's going to want to have a 
a run on Leclerc at the start. So I think those two are going to go wheel to wheel for the win. And let's hope so, because that's what we all want to see. I'm, I'm sick of seeing, we saw a little bit of it last race, but I'm sick of seeing either Verstappen or Leclerc have a retirement instead of them actually battling at the front, which is what we all want to see, like we saw with Hamilton and Verstappen last year. So fingers crossed, they both have a clean race and we get to see a good battle between them because I think that's what we're going to get if it's a, a normal race. I very much hope so. It brings me back like flashbacks to here last year with Verstappen going wide at the start. And that was a really exciting first lap of the French Grand Prix. So hopefully we can have something very similar. And like you say, we're we're always happy to see a Leclerc Verstappen front row because normally that means that there is all the characteristics for a good bit of spice. So that's great. Um, you talked a little bit about Carlos Sainz, as you say, looking insanely fast out there on track. Another driver who looked insanely fast, yet is starting from the back of the grid, is K-Mag. Um, he was going out, doing laps. He starts P10 tomorrow. So not only did he out-qualify his teammate by quite a lot, Schumacher ended up P19 after getting a lap time deleted, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But another fantastic performance from K-Mag today, has to be said. You say he starts P10, he starts last, but... Uh, oh, sorry, finished, finished sorry, qualifying finished, in P10. Yeah, yeah <laughs> finished, for, for any confusion, he finished uh, P10. And yeah, he was just, he was there making it through into the session, making sure people got knocked out in Q2, even though it didn't really matter for him. But why not? Why not? <laughs> just just, laughs, uh, he showed what he can do. And yeah, Haas looking quite good, I think. Magnuson's performance probably shows the fact that how annoyed Mick Schumacher is going to be with that track limits violation oh. that cost him a shot into Q2. Because if he'd got into Q2, I think he's getting into Q3 as well. Uh, because that has, particularly in the hands of Magnuson, was looking very quick. So, yeah. Um, very annoying. Someone in the Twitch chat saying, very annoying for Ricardo that Magnuson went to Q3. You know, that's where the cookie crumbles. Exactly. You've got to do the business. And, uh, well, Ricardo did not again, but his teammate did. Not great. So, yeah, Mick Schumacher had a lap time deleted for um, breaking track limits at turn three. Yuki Tsunoda also did the same, literally 20 seconds before Schumacher did. And Ricardo also had a track limits uh, violation, which meant his lap time got deleted in Q1 from turn six. So three lap times deleted in qualifying, which Tommy will be happy about because that was one of your predictions on the podcast. <laughs> so that's the point. So that's great. Yeah, because my other one ain't coming true. <laughs> what <laughs> Mercedes win? Yes. <laughs> uh, they, uh, well, oh my God. They're, they're even worse, I think. Yeah. The fact that Norris, Norris has split them and also the fact that, yeah, they're a full, full second, was it, off? Uh, well, George Russell was. So, yeah, big yikes. Indeed. Well, let's talk about Lando Norris because a seriously impressive P5 in qualifying. I love that on the notes it says, denied Tommy's perfect prediction. Do you want to tell the people listening to the podcast what happened, Tommy, or do you not want to relive it? Because it was quite heartbreaking. Oh, it was quite funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, so my prediction for qualifying was we do our top fives and mine was Leclerc, Verstappen, Perez, Hamilton, Russell, and everyone had, I thought everyone across the line and I was there like, yeah, perfect prediction. I don't think I've ever got 
all the nice. top five in the in the right order. And I was I was like, can we just talk about my prediction, please? And then the second I said it, because of course it did, jinxed it. Lando crossed the line, uh, popped into P five out of nowhere. Didn't look like he was going to do that all qualifying really um and just of course he had to deny me a perfect prediction um but what was quite funny is after we finished the stream uh before we started doing this podcast i went up uh, upstairs and my wife katie thought i was shouting because i was so annoyed that max finished p2 <laughs> and I was, she was like you can't be that annoyed like he's on the front row and i was like no it wasn't that it was because uh, norris ruined my prediction but, um, <laughs> I yeah. thought you were going to say she'd put a Lando Norris onesie on Grace, like in the last. <laughs> I yeah, didn't even I go, know if you have I a go, Lando Norris. Go upstairs onesie. and Grace is in a Lando Norris onesie. Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, if if that happened, it'd have been on pole. That's true. Yeah, the power of the Grace onesie is unparalleled to anything in modern yeah. science. It's just yeah. magic. The new Max <laughs> one's going on tomorrow. So if he wins, is it? You know what? You know what's happened. Damn, that's <laughs> insane um yeah so anything else chat that you want us to to talk about because i feel like there are some other really good stories from there bit of a disappointing result for aston martin sebastian vettel was looking quite fast but couldn't quite make it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> savage but um yeah lance stroll not not doing too well lots of people saying about checo as well yeah lots of people want to talk about checo i don't really know what there is to say he did a good job he i guess in the second row i guess the one thing that is a positive that Sergio is there is the fact that yeah. he has a potential to, even if he doesn't have the pace of Verstappen and Leclerc, he could potentially stay out, hold Leclerc up a bit, things like that. He he can be in that mix to help Max. Whereas Sainz has to start last and is going to take a long, even though he's got an amazing pace, it's going to take a long time to get to the front. Maybe, maybe before we finish, what, uh, where do you think science is going to finish? I know we'll write it on our prediction tomorrow, but where would you say? I think he's finishing fourth with the pace he had at this rate. Really? Yeah, I think he's getting through everyone uh, apart from the two Red Bulls and the other Ferrari. Well, I know it's a completely different car to last year, but I keep last You're year's still on results. This I'm thing. still on this tie wear thing. I don't know. I just I feel like sticking it. So I'm going to stay, say maybe P7 for science. Which is insane because they look they look so fast, but I'm just so worried about the tire degradation because we've seen it. I think at a few races as well so far this year that they're they're still really struggling with that tire management on occasions. So yeah, tire wear is going to be an interesting one tomorrow. Um, going to be hot, hot, hot. Yeah, uh, I think that's going to be the deciding factor in the race. I think. Uh, will be the tyre wear and how people can manage it in the heat, probably a two-stop. Uh, does that throw Red Bull and Ferrari to try something different? You know, do do Red Bull try and put Ferrari under a bit of pressure and try different things to hope that Ferrari bottle their strategy again? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, Ferrari and strategy, those two words in a sentence normally don't mean many good things so fingers crossed they can turn it around currently i've got sky sports in the background and they're chatting away with lauren meckies who is one of the proper techie guys at ferrari so hopefully he's saying lots of really good things and not we're really concerned about the power unit in this heat or anything like that but fingers crossed for matt's sake it'll be a good result 
and also and help the close the championship. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's what I would like to see. Yeah. Both Ferraris cross the finish line, please. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you very much, everybody on Twitch that has watched this little mini podcast live with us. Um, if you want to do the same for like other qualifying sessions, make sure you're following us on social media and on Twitch so you know when we go live. Um, and Tommy, have you got any final thoughts? <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I still that... <laughs> do this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. Oh, how dare you? Um, my final thoughts are Yuki Tsunoda podium tomorrow, please. Manifest. Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Get those manifesting uh, yeah, in. That would be insane. Yuki did look very quick, don't though. Think, don't so. think it's going to happen. It's, 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 Mate, it's, anything could happen. It's, well, it would rely on a lot of DNFs, <laughs> but here we go. Yuki Tsunoda hype train, here we go. <laughs> That would be insane. But yeah, what a lovely final thought. I think we should just leave it on your final thought because I don't have one and I think I just sour it if that if we feel left on a different one. But yeah, thanks so much, Tommy, for your time. Thank you, Twitch, for sticking around. And if you're listening to this on an audio platform as well, thank you so much for listening. And uh, hope that it's a good Grand Prix tomorrow. I know it last year be. we had a bit of unfair expectations with actually quite a good French Grand Prix. So maybe this could be the last French Grand Prix we see in a while. So hopefully it's a good one with the contract running out soon. Um, and yeah, thanks so much for joining. And we'll see you for a post-race podcast on Monday. Bye-bye. Bye. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.